From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Well, you know, Dr. B, when you lose a pet, I, I'm going to venture to say it's it's really one of the hardest things um, one has to go through, if, especially if you're an animal lover. I just recently lost a pet um, and it was it was very difficult. You know, it takes time to grieve. Hey, Linda, look, you know, I know, you know, that you lost Mr. Mac, who's probably been on every single podcast and every video we did. Uh, OK, it's always there. And, uh, you know, love this guy. And um, it's really much more than people think. And, uh, and most of us have experienced the loss of a pet. Yeah, whether it be a cat, a dog, uh, a horse, or even a goldfish. But here's the thing. You know, a lot of times when people uh, lose a pet, you know, sometimes uh, friends might say, well, thank goodness it was just a dog. But, you know, pets offer a, a certain type of unconditional love that is rare. Uh, to find. And and they are just as important to me as a family member. I mean, they don't care what your hair looks like. They don't care how much money you have. They're probably the happiest ones in the house to see you after you've returned from a long day. I mean, who, who doesn't love that? And hey, we all love it. And I see in my practice, you know, that this is a significant loss. And a lot of people, unfortunately, do downplay it. And honestly, people should allow themselves you know, to, to experience the loss. And do you believe it or not, Linda, that crying stimulates endorphins and it helps our healing agents. So in other words, there's nothing wrong with kind of letting go and, uh, and experience you know, that, that feeling of loss. I know. I cried when Mr. Mac died. I mean, I was on a business trip. Now, mind you, he was an old rescue Westie. He was, you know, when they're, you're rest, they, you rescue them, you never know how old they are. But I'm saying roughly around 15. And I was told by the person caring for the pet, you know, it's time to come home. He's not doing well. He's not eating. So I came home and that morning before my plane had landed, he had died. But you know what? I sat with him. I held him. It was really important for me to see his body. And it's funny. Catholics believe the same thing. That's why we have wakes. Um, it's important to grieve and, and see that the dog has died. I find myself that was healing to me in, in the grieving process. People have to really go through it. And, and it's a big deal. And what happens to Linda is... If you don't really do the grieving process, the losses pile up on one another. And this loss could be like, why is you know Linda reacting this way? And maybe somehow you may be reacting to other losses too, you know, that weren't totally done. Not necessarily you, but other people. Okay. So when I see people, it's really important to grieve. But if Absolutely. it goes on too long. Or it kind of, you know, gets a little out of control, you know, and it also depends upon how the pet died. 
Exactly. And I was just about to bring that up. You know, Mac was an old dog. I expected him to die. And I comfort myself with saying, you know what? You rescued him. He led a great life filled with love. But I've also lost dogs that died drowning in a pool. You know, when when a pet dies tragically, what can happen naturally is you feel a certain amount of guilt. So I want to go through this with you. And obviously, I'm not an expert. So I'm gathering these tips from it's adopted from material at the Argus Institute for Families and Vet Medicine at Colorado State University and also Pet Angel. And they're a wonderful memorial center um, for cremation. So when your pet has died from a tragic means, how do you deal with guilt feelings? So I'm going to give you a few and maybe you can give a Dr. B version of uh, what your tips are. But one would be to write a letter telling your pet all the things that you feel guilty about and apologize for what you feel you need to or do something worthwhile in honor of your pet. For my pets, I've always built a garden for them. And then I'll have like a little Westie statue of an angel. You know what? Every time I go out there to go and play in the garden, I'll I'll think of my Dixie and I'll think of my Max and it makes me feel better. I think those are some of the things that you can do by honoring your pet, asking them for forgiveness. It's helped me feel better. Dr. B, do you have any pieces of advice for pet owners who've lost their pets that might be feeling a little guilty? Well, well, look, you know, number one, most important is guilt is a normal response to the death of a pet. So in other words, everybody goes through it. It's not like, what's wrong with me? Why am I? No, normal response. So anything else I say, that's the number one thing. Okay. So, and if we think about that being a normal response, you know, this is a Kubler-Ross issue. You know, this is death and dying. You know, famous uh, psychiatrist Kubler-Ross came up with this paradigm of death and dying. The first stage is denial. Oh, we can't believe Mac is gone. Then, uh, you know, then goes, oh, I should have been this. I should have done that. The guilt, okay? Right. Then comes, well, there's some depression, right? Sadness. And then some reconciliation. So I think we got to think about this in that context as well. Right. You know, and there's there's so many ways to get over the grief. Uh, one of the questions in this booklet I have from Pet Angel is um, there's a little chapter on should I get a new pet? Um, I guess the answer lives in in the in the individual person for when we were little girls, my dad, if we had a dog that died suddenly or died from old age, my dad would always go out and get us a new pet. And as little girls, you know, we'd get over it pretty quickly. Um, But I know as I get older, could I get another dog to quote unquote replace Mac? Would I feel okay about that? I think for myself, I would have to give it more time, but I definitely think it's important to get another pet eventually. I mean, your story is really says it all. Okay. Now, if I look in my crystal ball because of how dad treated you, I think you're going to be able to feel good. And you'll tell Mr. Mac, I got another one. He'd be happy. Everybody's going to be happy in your situation. Okay. Now, 
In other situations, maybe there needs to be more investigation about the morning, about what it's about, or careful consideration too of Linda, all other animals in the house, your lifestyle, your everything. This is like a big choice, you know, having another pet. So I think everybody needs to really think about what they want to do and not just get another pet. But of course, you know, I'm the first one to get another pet. Uh, uh, but I, I try to help people decide what's best for them. Well, I know a lot of my friends, um, they've always said this argument, you know, they start to feel guilty for betraying the memory of their deceased pet. But you know what I say? You don't have to choose between your new companion and the one that died because our love is not limited. You know, you're capable of loving more than one pet at a time, both dead and living. And Honestly, the way I've gotten over grief is, um, honestly, I like to rescue because I think that honors the pet that had passed away. You're giving another poor soul, poor life, one in a bad circumstance, a new lease on life. And you know what? That makes me feel good. So that's the way I deal with pet grief. Um, it, it's like everybody has to decide for themselves, you know, how they want to deal with their, their grieving. Um, and I think your example is, is a great example. And I wouldn't be surprised at some point in, in a podcast in the future, we hear that maybe there's another Mr. Mac on the horizon. I think there may be another Mr. Mac on the horizon, okay. but we'll just see what fate brings. And I can hear your pet birds in the background speaking uh, of uh, beloved uh, yeah. pets. Uh, oh, I got birds out here. I got Milo. And yeah, I'll Milo just tell you is, your, is your lab. Yeah, I have, uh, and he, Milo's old, and, and he, he just lost his best friend, Maxie, and he hasn't been to Maxie's house, but he's going to know. He grew up with Maxie, okay, now, and just died. Maxie is like his cousin. They grew up together when they were little, and he's at, you know, another house. So, you know, Milo stays over there, you know, and, and wait until Milo, Milo's going to know this guy is not there. He's going to look at, for him everywhere. Uh, I mean, right. the dogs do that, you know. So people who have a bunch of pets have to be very aware of the other pet's reaction. You know, we think, uh, you know, and it has to do with our reaction and they have a reaction. Their routine's different. Every, things are different, you know. So, I mean, I just want to leave that out there, you know, that, you know, you because you have other dogs. Right. And, you know, that's why I wouldn't go to get another dog right away because, um, one of the dogs, um, I have two, is Rody, and Rody is going to be 16, and he's failing too. And so to only be fair um, to Rody, I just think I should give him all my time in his last year or two and um, make sure that, you know, he has a wonderful life. And then at that time, I can give my attention to a new pet. You know, really well said. I got the same thing going in my family. You know, we like think about how the other ones are going to feel when having a little baby around and they're already going through this. So I think, you know, your thinking process is excellent. I just want to leave this with a beautiful poem. We all hear about when our pets die, there's this, this legend, this thought that our dogs go to the rainbow bridge. We've always heard about that. And I want to end by reading the Rainbow Bridge poem. It's, and I hope I can get through this without crying, but it's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. And so I'm going to dedicate this to Mr. Mack. 
there is a bridge connecting heaven and earth. It's called the Rainbow Bridge because of its many colors. Just this side of the Rainbow Bridge is a land of meadows, hills, and valleys, all of it covered with lush green grass. When a pet dies, the pet goes to this lovely land. There is always food and water and warm spring weather. There, the old and frail animals are young again. Those who are maimed are made whole again. <laughs> they play all day with each other, content and comfortable. There is only one thing missing. They are not with the special person who loved them on earth. So each day they run and play until the day comes when one suddenly stops playing and looks up. Then the nose twitches, the ears are up, the eyes are staring. You've been seen and that one suddenly runs from the group. You take him in your arms and embrace. Your face is kissed again and again and again and you look once more into the eyes of your trusting pet. Then together you cross the rainbow bridge never again to be separated <laughs> that's so beautiful oh linda that is phenomenal hey i think we should name this podcast rainbow bridge i think we shall but hey, linda i hope all this also helped you and all those people that are going through what you're going through yeah of course well you know they give us a lot of love and who wouldn't miss them right absolutely they, they deserve absolutely. that well enjoy milo and oh, you yes. took care this week. You too. Take care. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye, everybody. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.